This is my opinion. This is my my opinion. My opinion. This is my opinion. Welcome to This is My Opinion, a daily wildcat podcast that raises popular questions and picks the brains of our opinions writers. I'm your host and opinions writer, Lauren Borelli, and I'll raise the questions but let our writers speak for themselves on this weekly show. This week, I'm lucky to be joined by Sean Fagan, a special guest from our very own sports desk here at the Daily Wildcat. Sean is also a co-host of a fantastic podcast called Hoops, so go check that out after our show. This week, Sean and I are here to discuss the Super Bowl. It's right around the corner, and today we're going to talk about why we like it, why we don't, why I think it's really silly, and probably why Sean is going to disagree with me. Alrighty, this week we're joined by a special guest, Sean Fagan, from our sports desk. He also has a very cool podcast called Hoops that everyone should absolutely check out after this episode. And today he's here to talk with me about the Super Bowl. Why we like it, why we don't, why I think it's stupid, why he probably disagrees with me. So I personally, okay, objectively, I understand why people like the Super Bowl. It's a lot of fun. You get to have a party with your friends. The commercials are usually funny, even though they could feed a small tribe in Africa, but they're usually funny. With that said, I think that it is an old tradition that needs to die because the Super Bowl is not about football anymore. I mean, like chances are your team isn't even playing. You probably don't care about the game. And I looked it up. The games are usually bad, just like not good games. I don't know if that's my uneducated opinion as not really big sports fan, but that's what I read. And that's what people have told me. So I can go with that. And I just think it's more about making money than anything. And like, I don't know. Shouldn't it be more than just a capitalistic money grab? Well, first off, thank you very much for having me, Lauren. I am excited to be here. So I get what you're saying. I hear you. So first, let's talk about how a lot of the times people look at it. It's like, oh, it may be a bad game. So people can misinterpret sports sometimes, especially football, you know, whether they see it's a low scoring game or if they see one team gets blown out or not. Actually, depending on who you are as a fan, both of those can still be exciting. For instance, with me, when I watch sports, I am honestly a big fan of blowout games because when it's your team that's playing and you have a comfortable lead, not only can you sit back, relax, and enjoy it more, but you're able to see things that you usually wouldn't. You're able to see more of the game in terms – because when you're relaxed – you don't worry if your team doesn't score every drive or you don't worry if you throw an interception or if it's a three and out, meaning that you don't get a first down, you immediately have to punt. So I'm always a fan of that. And then when it's a close game or a low scoring game, for instance, a couple of years ago, it was the Rams and the Patriots. And I think I believe if I remember correctly through the first half, nobody even scored a touchdown. I believe it was only three, three. It was only a field goal separating it. For sports fans, though, as well, that's actually really exciting because not only is it completely unpredictable as to who's going to win, but it tells you a story of how those teams got there. So with it being such a low scoring game, that shows you, oh, defense is obviously what's winning this game. This is what we like, especially when you're a fan and if the defensive player is somebody you really enjoy and they're a factor in the game, you appreciate that because it's not going to be easy for the other team. Even if the offenses are really good, a defense can always stymie it. So that's from a sports fan's point of view. But from everything else you were talking about, you were talking about how maybe it's a little bit outdated and maybe it's something that 
needs to die. I'm kind of curious. What do you mean by that? Do you mean that it's a game that has lost its meaning or that it doesn't really need to be played because they already play enough games? Like, what's up? So a really big issue I have with it is that I feel totally feel guilty about supporting the NFL. Like, I think that the NFL is an evil corporation with bad morals. They, I guess they didn't technically fire him, but they totally blacklisted Colin Kaepernick because he believes in racial justice, which I know that that was a very like highly debated topic that football is not a ground for political statements. But like, if you have a political statement, are you really going to like fire someone for believing that everybody should be treated equally? And they covered up, like the NFL covered up that tons of players were developing and dying from brain disease from not even concussions, just repeated head trauma. And they just covered it up. I don't know. Like, I just think that they're a bad corporation. And at this point, I don't want to support their spectacle. So what I will say is I do agree with you that there are faults in the NFL. I'll talk about that in a bit. So but I'll address your first point. So with Colin Kaepernick, as the United States clearly talks about freedom of speech, whether you agree with it or not, I do believe that we all have the right to freedom of speech. And one of the God given rights in this country is the right to protest. So whether people liked Colin Kaepernick doing that or not, he had the right to do it. And I'm saying that as a sports fan, as someone that loves sports, watching it growing up, whether you agree with it or not, he had the right to do it. On the contrary, though, while that may have happened to him, there is no team that ex explicitly told they can't sign him. So if any owner wants to pick him up, they are able to. So the way it works is he's technically right now a free agent. So what that means is that he's able to sign with any team. Any team can sign him to a contract, whether it's practice squad or immediately on the roster. They can do it. So I do agree with how it may have been bad at first, the way the NFL treated him. But at the same time right now, any team can sign him. So there's nothing really stopping them. Can I ask why they aren't? Is it just like you don't want to pick that up? It could be it could be a combination of a couple things. It could be that they may look at it as it may hurt their market. But also when you look at his stats over the past couple of years after everything that happened, he actually wasn't that good, unfortunately. After he had his Super Bowl year when it was him against Baltimore, after that, his stats really started to decline. His passer rating went down. He wasn't as accurate anymore with his throws yardage wasn't there interceptions were rising so there is the statistical point of view but as you were saying i do agree that a lot of it may be the brand that now follows him around which i don't think is fair i think if anyone wants to say anything they can say what they want to say and then to address your second point while i do agree that all those injuries should be made public and that it was wrong for the nfl to do that at the same time every player that is on the field it's their choice, meaning that if they want to quit football, they can quit. If they don't want to sign their three-year, $38 million contract, they don't have to. But I think what it also comes down to as well, as I was talking about with the freedom of speech with Colin Kaepernick, we do have the freedom of choice in this nation as well. And we are free to do things that don't harm us, and we are free to do things that do harm us. And every NFL player knows the risks every time they put on their pads and they put on their helmet that every like as i always say i even when i talk with my dad i am baffled because i look at him and say every single play in the nfl is a potential career ending play 
meaning you could fall on your leg and snap your knee and you're never going to be able to play again. Or you could be a quarterback or a linebacker. You get hit, you get a concussion, you could never play again. But they know those risks. And I think a lot of what motivates them too is when you're given a piece of paper, as I just said earlier, and as now one of the quarterbacks is going to play in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, he was given a contract for $500 million. That is the highest paid athlete in the history of United States sports. And what made it even sweeter is which what more NFL players want is that over 200 million is guaranteed. Meaning that if he came out on Sunday before the Super Bowl and said, I quit, I'm done, I'm out, then he could potentially still get $200 million worth. Or if they just released him or if they traded him and another team cut him, he could still get all 200 million of those dollars. But what I was going to talk on where I agree with the NFL covering stuff up, if you have anything to say about is when it comes to a lot of issues of domestic violence, that's where I honestly draw the line 100%. I don't feel there's any excuse for it. One of the players, he's not on the team currently, but since we're talking about the Super Bowl and the Chiefs, um, a while ago, uh, Kareem Hunt was a player on the Chiefs. And he had just come off his rookie season. He led the NFL in rushing yards, one of the best players in the game, arguably. And a video surfaced of him kicking a woman repeatedly, physically assaulting her. And all that happened to him was that he was suspended eight games without pay the following season, and he was able to come back. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs did release him, but I don't feel that was enough. I mean, just release what I feel. I don't know how you would look at this. This is what I think tell me what you think is that by just releasing him the team said we it don't excuse your behavior but we are willing to allow another team to excuse it if they pick you up and i don't think that was the right decision honestly for me personally i think if something like that surfaced or if you go to court and you are convicted i think you should forfeit all your earnings you shouldn't be allowed back into the sport and if it was a case of, say, domestic abuse, you should then have to pay for any medical expenses that the person who suffered the abuse may have. So I do agree that there are faults in the NFL, especially on that. That is something I was going to touch on. So I'm glad that you brought it up before I did, because that is like the NFL loves to cover up all of the crimes that their players commit. And domestic assault and like domestic abuse is such a common crime that occurs like, I think plenty of players have had scandals. Okay, so I'm from Baltimore, Sco Ravens. Um, and right after they won the Super Bowl in 2012, Ray Rice, who was a really popular player at the time, got only, I, wanna, I don't want to get my stories wrong, but like he did not receive full punishment for domestic abuse that was caught on camera. There were other controversies with other players being involved and knowing or having their own allegations. And it just doesn't really seem like anyone is like inclined to do something. But I feel like these are such big issues and the NFL is such a large platform that they have the opportunity to really make a difference. In so many cases, they have the opportunity to make a difference. The fact that like they could be advocating for social justice and women's rights and safe relationships, considering they have such problems with it. And then the fact on top of that, that they're giving one person $500 million, like people are starving. Like it's COVID. Like there are so many issues greater than that, 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 
that could have deserved attention. But yes, just another, just to further my issue with the NFL as a corporation. So I'll actually do you one greater. Not only do I believe this is a problem in the NFL, but I believe it's a problem with professional sports as a whole. I think there's a lot of un like things that aren't talked about, especially when it comes with domestic violence across a lot of sports. You see that many players get in trouble or with other various crimes that happen. And at worst, they're just suspended. I mean, I don't believe I have seen anybody ever banned or ejected from their sport. So I definitely do believe it is a problem. And what really frustrates me is that it shouldn't be a problem. This should be common sense. I mean, if you are caught on tape hitting a woman or hitting anyone, I don't care if you just won the Super Bowl, if you're the MVP, if you're the greatest athlete of your generation, you should not be allowed to go back to your profession. And the teams honestly should step up and fire them as well. Now I'll go back to the other point you talked about with Patrick Mahomes' contract. So I do understand how people can look at that and think, oh, why does one person deserve $500 million or why do these athletes get paid so much? And I look at it in two cases. I look at it as one in many professions that are worth billions and billions of dollars. For instance, I'm from California, so the entertainment industry, you know, you look and you see actors, they get paid millions and millions of dollars to make a movie and they're maybe on set for a couple of months and people think, oh, like athletes play 16 games in the NFL, maybe the playoffs and they're going to get like tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. But what a lot of people actually don't know is that a majority of the rosters in sports, especially in the NFL, they actually are not getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Many players are what you call actually thousandaires, meaning that they may get a contract for, say, $100,000 or $200,000. So not everybody in sports makes millions of dollars. I know we all think that because, you know, we see commercials with athletes, you know, Le LeBron James, how he gets like, like right now, I think his contract with the Lakers is like over $180 million, and then he just got an extension. Or you see other athletes, like I said, Patrick Mahomes, who now has the largest contract, $500 million, and then Mike Trout for the Angels, over $400 million. But if you actually go down the roster lines, not only are a lot of those guys not getting millions, some of them even just have contracts for 80000 And then the second factor I think a lot of people forget about too are taxes. So when it comes to athletes, of course, they are in the highest tax bracket in the, in the country. And another thing people don't know is that every state that they play in, they have to pay taxes in those states too. So if you go to an away game and you play, say, in California, which is the highest tax state in the union, you now have to pay taxes on that money that you made while playing that game in that state. So honestly, when you look at Patrick Mahomes' contract, you factor in the federal taxes and then the state taxes where he's in. So it's debatable with Kansas City because it's on the border of Kansas and Missouri, but pretty two tax-friendly states. But then when you adjust federal tax in there, and then of course with state tax as well, he may walk away with around 200 million. I know people still say, oh, that's $200 million. And I get that, but they are taxed pretty heavily as well. So they won't see all of that money. And then this is another problem, unfortunately, in pro sports is actually many of these athletes go broke. A lot of them, by the time they get out of their sport, maybe four or five years afterwards, they're broke. I mean, a lot of them, unfortunately, spend all the money because what people don't tell athletes, which is 
what's different from other careers is that this isn't something that's going to last forever. Meaning they're going to have to retire because you do age out and they'll never make this money again, depending on which field they go to after that. And when you're used to getting so much money and they spend it all, a lot of them actually don't end up with much. So I think there, I agree with you. There are a lot of problems within professional sports that can be fixed, but it is going to take somebody to address it. So it's just whether it'll be the staff, whether it'll be ownership, it'll be the heads of the leagues themselves. I'm curious to see who'll do it first. Okay, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Welcome, Daily Wildcat listeners, to the Wildcat Weekly Recap Podcast. This weekly news podcast will highlight and bring you up to date on all University of Arizona news you may have missed in the last week. I'm your host, Maggie Rockwell, Assistant News and Science Editor, and I'll keep you informed and in the know. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you stream. This is a Daily Wildcat news production online all the time at dailywildcat.com. That was a word from our sponsor. If you're interested in a job at the Daily Wildcat, visit dailywildcat.com slash apply now. Now we're back with the show. So I did not know about the taxation of their profits. That kind of makes me feel better. Like they're kicking back to the country. Like we need it right now, especially with everything going on and the massive debt and unemployment that people are accumulating. Maybe it's good that a large chunk of 500 mil are going is going back into the states and the country. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes, for taking a lot of your paycheck. So with that said, now that I've mentioned COVID, I'm going to ask some one final question and we'll wrap up our podcast. But the Super Bowl is going to have 25,000 fans in attendance. Do you think that it's smart that they're having it this year? Or do you think that it really is just emphasizing my agitation with the NFL that they are solely out it for the money. I think it's, uh, to be honest, I think it could be a combination of both. So I'll look at it from the perspective of those with looking at the virus and what it could do to just earning money. So yes, the Super Bowl, without a doubt, is the biggest game of the year for the NFL. It's when they make their most money because between advertisement and ticket sales, the halftime show and the economy of taxes that they will get from it. So yes, I do understand that point and how right now during a pandemic, it's not the most ideal thing to gather such a large amount of people. But then when you look at it from the other perspective, so if you've never been to an NFL game, this is for everybody out there, NFL stadiums are freaking massive. They're huge. These stadiums can fit anywhere from 60, 70, 80, some of the largest stadiums, over 100,000. So when it comes to social distancing, that's relatively easy to do. Mask wearing is prevalent right now, so people will be able to do that as well. And honestly, I see fans going to these games wanting to follow the rules because as a fan of sports myself, I have not been able to attend a live sports game in over a year. I can say this is the longest amount of time that I have never been to a game. And a lot of the teams I love and root for have won championships in the past year. So if you tell me this is what you have to do to go to the game, these are the rules you have to respect. And if you do anything against these rules, we will throw you out. I would be the first person to say, whatever you want, whatever needs to be done, I will follow it. And those are the people that you want as sports fans because there has to be mutual respect. So as a fan of the game, I have to know that 
yes, this is my team. I love my team. I want to watch them play. But I have to respect the fact that this is a sensitive time right now and that things are going on in the country that it's really not the most ideal time to do this. But if there is a way to do it and if guidelines permit it and it is safe, then let's follow them, not only for the sake of ourselves, but for the sake of everyone that's out there that they're just concerned too. You know, everybody that may be watching the game, if they see fans, they want to make sure that they're safe too. They want to make sure that when they go home, that they're not infected either and that nobody else is. So I think if everybody looks at it from a point of, as long as we're looking out for each other and we're doing what we are asked to do, then I look at it as something that we can do and that we can get through together. And as long as there's mutual respect from those coming from both ways. I think it's something that can be done, but at the same time, if someone isn't willing to follow the rules, then I agree, they shouldn't be there. Very well said. I sincerely hope all sports fans are as rational as you are, and all Americans. Do you guys hear that? Just be rational, and we can go back to the things we like. And I hope all the sports fans out there understand that, as Lauren just said, that they're just looking out for us. It's a sign of respect that they're not trying to close our sports arenas down and they're not trying to stymie your fun. They're looking out not only for their families and their friends, but for you too, because we're all a part of this country and we all have to look out for each other. So I hope that everybody takes that into consideration as well. All righty. That is all the time we have for today. Sean, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed our conversation and you actually gave me a little bit of hope in the NFL. Like it, Maybe the corporation is bad, but there are people out there that have good intentions. You gave me hope. Thank you, Lauren, for having me. I was glad to be here. This podcast is brought to you by the Opinions Desk at the Daily Wildcat. Online all the time at dailywildcat.com and Arizona Student Media. A special thank you to everybody involved in our project, including Opinions Editor Kaylee Cook, Managing Editor and Producer Pascal Albright, the Opinions Desk, and of course to you, our listeners. Go follow the Daily Wildcat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Daily Wildcat. To submit ideas for topics for the show, because maybe you don't like ours, email storyideas at dailywildcat.com with the subject, This Is My Opinion Podcast Ideas. This has been This Is My Opinion, a Daily Wildcat podcast. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. My opinion. My opinion. This is my opinion. 